You're tuned in to the Over My Dad podcast with do-gooder dads Dave Thompson and George Andriopoulos. Periodic guests, great conversation, and of course, some dad jokes here and there. Dads and non-dads, welcome to our movement towards nothing in particular. This is not a test. Repeat, this is not a test. Stay tuned for further instructions. I love you, Daddy. Yeah! Yeah! It's Amy's Hang on, riffing. let me crack open another Perrier for this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good sound See that? You could be a Foley artist. What are you doing? Doing what you do. You should be a Foley artist. <laughs> is Look that, that is up, that, is that what the is that is that the sound the sound guys that like yeah. make the sound effects in, in the oh I love watching those they like step in like Ziploc bags full of mud and stuff yeah so so creative they're amazing Coconuts. I've seen a bunch of specials on on Foley artists <laughs> yeah coconut I always remember coconuts for horse hooves <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That Perrier was uncanny, by the. That almost sounded like you cracked open a real can of Perrier. I, I do a good. I do a good Perrier. I've been told. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. It's it's episode three of the Over My Dad podcast. Um, man, we're we're getting into this rhythm, man. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun, and I'm I'm so glad to be back at it again with you, George. How you been? I've been good, man. Been good. It's uh, it's been a weird. Week, I'm starting to feel those uh, pandemic vibes again of just being in one place, but I'm 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 figuring it out. Is that why? Is that why you're dressed like Kurt Cobain today? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about something very, very '90s later when we get into our organic transitions, um, segues. But yeah, no, no, I I wanted to whip out a a flannel today because that's what I feel like. I'm, very, I'm feeling very Nirvana y today. It is. It is a rainy day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I used to live by that band. That was my first like my first favorite thing as a formative youth. And I, I'm a little younger than you, so I didn't get into it till after nineteen ninety four, which is obviously there's yeah, you know, before Kurt and after Kurt. But um yeah, I so good. So good. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, it's one of those things where I, I look back at like how much that music just defined that era and and i'll i'll get into this a, a little bit later too because i have something i want to talk about that that sort of relates to the 90s but um yeah i i love that man there was a there was a certain point when that whole grunge era came in where i was just like all right i am growing my hair long and i am being that person for the next 10 years of my life <laughs> <laughs> and i don't i don't think it lasted 10 years probably right but um what's funny about me is like so i started getting into it in like 98 and like for a 12 year old or whatever, I was like thinking that it was so long ago that Kurt Cobain was alive. So I was like, I was born in the wrong time. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, it was like literally four years now is like, like last week, you know, like it, it's just so funny that I was just like, let's just say I'm into like a certain era of <laughs> rock and roll music. <laughs> I used to do that too like with three, the whole three and a half years ago. Yeah, I used to do that, too, with the whole, like, I had older cousins who were, like, you know, brothers to me, and they were, you know, uh, 
grew up in Queens, and I was from Queens originally and then moved to Long Island, but grew up in Queens. They were like Guidos, and it was that whole end of the 80s Guido era, you know, TKA and George Lamont and Samantha Fox and like all those bands. That, like, I love all kinds of music. You'll, you'll get to know that about me, guys, but um, specifically, like, I really enjoyed that music just because it was like what my older cousins were listening to and stuff. And I remember my one cousin always used to say, this is my era. And I was like, no, it's my era. And he's like, you're five years younger than me. It can't be your era. Meanwhile, then possible. Yeah. 10, 15 years later, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, the 90s. That was my era. <laughs> for, for, for the folks at home that uh, are listening, um, the people that are watching the video version can see me nodding at George as he explains TKA, uh, which sounds like a fraternity to me. <gasps> Do you not and know TKA? Samantha, I have no idea what, what you're talking about. No. All right. We're, I, I will work You're this gonna into me, a shoot segment. Me, shoot me a link. Shoot me, shoot me a link. Yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, not, not a link. I'm going to work this into a segment coming up. Hold on, let me write down. Let me write down a note for this. Uh, Dave is and for the weird. folks at home, he's, he's, grabbed a, he's grabbed a notepad. Dave this is, is real, weird. folks. He's That's really ready. <laughs> All right. 80s. And he'll, you'll know, I'm sure you'll know exactly what that was about. <laughs> My daughter... Her, her, uh, we call her Mia, but her, her, my older daughter, obviously, we call her Mia, but her, her actual name is Maria, and oh. one of her, her songs is Maria by TKA. So we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that one day. What's going on with you? Oh, oh my goodness. So, uh, if, if, if you could see behind me, um, that's not. Those aren't live diapers behind me, a box of diapers behind me. That's probably, I don't know, old textbooks that I don't want to get rid of or something. Getting ready to move. I actually did my virtual walkthrough of my house in Nashville today, uh, which was nuts. And, you know, you always find out like things that you weren't expecting, whatever. Um, lots of great things overall. Really great. Tomorrow's the closing. Um, I'm, I'm exhausted. I've got a lot of work to do. Uphill battle. But, um, uh, mostly good news, mostly good. But I gotta say, you know, the the housing market right now is hot, George. It's hot, yeah, yeah. okay. And this is my first house, so I don't know much about it. But all I know is that they're they're calling it hot, okay. And you know, you got to pull the trigger. You got to say, are you gonna t- take this or not, right? And you can only do so much research. So we narrowed it down to like five towns right outside of Nashville, and whatever we found one. Then we we narrowed it down to like certain neighborhoods and whatever. We found one. And then we're like, oh, do you want this house? Yeah, 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 let's get this house. So now retroactively, you know, we won the bid on this house. And now I'm finding out all the stuff, all the downsides. And my wife tends to see things. I love her so much. Priscilla, I love you. She send, tends to th- see things when she's excited through rose-colored glasses. Um, and so now we're finding out some 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 things that are, I don't even want to call them downsides because I'm excited. I'm going to be positive, but some challenges, some interesting situations that we're going to be put in. Um, so wait, hang on one sec. Let me just invite. Okay, uh, I'm going to invite you. I found the Facebook group for my neighborhood watch in the south. Oh gosh. Okay, so I found the Facebook group for our neighborhood watch. Okay, now mind you, our neighborhood—it's a housing association. It's only two streets, two cul-de-sacs. Yep. So everyone on this, okay, I invite, Got you're going to pretend you live there. Got it. So I <laughs> accepted. Okay. So I only, it, it can only be one cul-de-sac or the other, right? It's like a tiny little neighborhood. There, there can, can't be more than 50 houses. Okay. Yeah. 
just peruse and of course some of the posts are like from people like oh what day's garbage day or like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a you know a pep of the pig party or whatever <laughs> which is great and that's why we joined because we needed to to ask about like getting our lawn mowed and stuff because we're gonna own it before we move there but just peruse the group peruse the group and just tell the audience at home if you if anything pops out at you all right all right, here's one. Here. <laughs> we're not gonna use, we're gonna protect the innocent here. Don't yeah. use names. Don't yep. don't give got my it, got so, my social security number or anything. So so here's one. Oh damn, dude. Okay, so just spoke with the HOA about the apparent copperhead snake infestation, and they said they have a landscaper coming to mow behind our fences by the end of this week. This is problematic for so many reasons. Number one is you have copperhead snakes, which I would be like so out. Number two, are they just mowing them down? Is that how you deal with copperhead snakes? Well, I think that if there's, I, I my, what I've ventured to guess is that if you if you uh, mow behind the fences, they they don't just hang out in the grass. They hang out in like yeah. tall grass. So if yeah. you mow, they won't be right by your backyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what the good news, George, the silver lining here is that. that silver copper the the silver lining is that they're only mildly venomous so they can kill okay. like a small dog or a child they would just maim <laughs> but, you but i'll be fine i'll yeah. be fine after a while after a short hospital visit <laughs> all right here's another one just a heads up there are kids ding dong ditching <laughs> this isn't that surprising to me i am in a neighborhood facebook group we'll call it that um where I used to live before I moved six months ago. And this exact post was up on that group today, today. And there's like a 200 comment thread. This is only one comment on here. There's like a 200 comment thread about let the kids just live. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely two camps there. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. Just warning everyone. The owl is back that tried to get my little dog. <laughs> So watch your little fur babies if you let them out tonight. <laughs> so the owl is abducting small dogs. <laughs> There's another one. Watch your little dogs closely if they go outside. An owl just tried to get my... I'm not going to say the dog. An owl just tried to get my dog. <laughs> this is a persistent owl. This Are there more? Not, this is not a Long Island thing. Like no. snakes, owls. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm reading their comments too. Uh, all right. So here's another one. You know, seeing those three deer down at the end of my road is making me really debate how many people would be bad if I went to harvest, to harvest one of them or two of them. Ha ha. Honestly, I need to get that property owner's permission and go bag them. Any other hunters in this complex? <laughs> okay. But, but, but here's the, here's the thing, George, here's the kicker on that post. Guess who the property owner is? Oh my god, get out of here. That's my house. Oh my gosh. So again, problematic for a lot of reasons. <laughs> right? So the fact that they call it harvesting them. It just makes it sound so folksy and harmless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, like picking corn or something. And there's a thread behind this too. I sh I shoot off my uh, I watch someone else shoot their bow off the back porch too. I shoot my, I shoot off my back porch here and there for my ten to thirty yard tree stand group. 
pretty much pull in and drive close all the way back. Let's find the owner. <laughs> They're this looking is for crazy. <laughs> I don't know and how. I haven't introduced myself in this group yet. Uh, my wife and I, you know, because we got tattoos and whatever. We don't really know the we don't really know like the neighborhoods and the values down there. So we wanted to take like a family portrait, like a nice clean cut family portrait. And yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. Fake them out. Um, Thompson, we're the Thompsons. <laughs> you know, hi. Before we start like asking for stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like asking for like you know what day's garbage day or whatever. But now I'm like, what kind of worms? What kind of can of worms am I opening here? Like I I don't know. Oh, do you mind if we harvest a couple of those bad boys? Yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Do you do y'all know who is shooting? It's nearby, as I can hear it when I go outside comment it's behind our house other comment they do turkey shoots on saturday sometimes <laughs> there is too much i'm not gonna go into any more of these there is way too much gunplay i am sure it is beautiful down there and i know that you and pris and and veda are gonna make the most of it but these are like culture shocks coming from new york like yeah massive culture shocks you know yeah yeah, and so uh, be prepared for this casual segment. We're going to keep doing this New York to Nashville oh, assimilation segment because I got plenty of. I have a backlog, George. We can go. All, we I don't want the podcast podcast to have to be renamed, but we we could talk. We could talk. <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my god. Oh man, I can't wait to hear more of those segments. Yeah. So so first of all, congrats on the walkthrough and. Good luck to you guys tomorrow yeah. on the closing. That's amazing. So happy for you guys. Can't wait to uh, maybe get down there one day. Check it out. You know, it's funny. Yeah, sure. In my my, you, you guys, uh, I think we've introduced ourselves by now and and what we do. But Dave and I both have uh, other podcasts that we that we do. And so I got an email for a, a, a speaker invite or a call for speakers for a huge podcasting conference in August, and it's actually in Nashville. So oh, I was wow. like, "Ooh, I should I should see if I could go down there and speak and maybe stay at the Thompsons. Take a family so photo cool. with them." <laughs> we'll see and if you. if quarantine's over by then. Otherwise, I don't want to go near you. Yeah, me. for sure. Um for sure. yeah, so so let's get into uh I did I did my research uh, as I always do when when we do these things. Both of us kind of uh we we give ourselves the freedom to sort of jump into whatever we want to talk about. That's why we don't really know exactly what the show is yet, but we'll figure it out. Um something I and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode um the real world. I think when when we were talking about TV and stuff a while back uh we we mentioned <laughs> a while back. One of our first two episodes, by the way. That's a while back. Um way back. A throwback. <laughs> so, I came across this article last week and I had some free time the other night and I and I dove in and watched it. So, the article is from salon.com uh and it's titled The Real World Homecoming New York is a beautiful suspension bridge between past and present. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about this here cause I, I can't talk about this stuff on my other podcast. I, I, I'm a big mm -hmm. pop culture guy and we were talking about the nineties before. And so, um, it's a period that was just so instrumental in making me who I am today. Right? Like you look back and it's, it was a transformative time, dude. Like I know you're a couple of years younger than me, but, um, you know, you grew up in the nineties too. Like it was looking back and seeing how things are now, and I'm not talking about just 
pop culture wise. I'm talking about like politically and and mm-hmm. culturally and everything. And you look back at like what a huge impact the '90s had. I mean, it almost as important as any other time period. You look at like the growth that happened in the '60s right. and all the change that happened. Like, yeah. I mean, even just with technology and what's what what happened, what's been enabled. I mean, part of the reason why it's so different now is because, like, you know, you went from fax machines to from beepers to for, to dial up to those AOL CDs to like to like now, and most of that movement happened in the '90s. Like, yeah. it, it was a really cra- not just for pop culture, not just because of Madonna. Like, it was a crazy time. Yeah, it was a really yeah, it was transformative. And the real world, I gotta say, that was like some of my first talk about like influence and Kurt Cobain and stuff, the real world, that show, that was some of my first like forays into like learning about adult themes and like even just like the world of like drama, like the world of like, you know, uh, serious issues and, and, and like how you, you might not get along with your roommates in college and stuff. Like, you know, I, I'll never forget Seattle and the slap heard around the world. And, um, and this, Seattle, right? I, of course, yeah, I wouldn't forget Seattle. Of course, the flannels. No, but 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 yeah. Uh, and then what? What season was New York? Was that one? Of it was the first, the first one. It was the first one. Wow, so I thought so, it was Miami, the first one. So right now, so so um, there was an app called CBS Plus, I think, uh, or or CBS, uh, whatever it was. It was CBS is streaming platform. So it just got rebranded as Paramount Plus, I think. That's the name of the app now. And so when they mm-hmm. when they launched the rebrand uh, a few weeks ago, um, I started seeing trailers for the Real World Homecoming New York, and it was a. Re- a sort of reunion show, but not in like the reality reunion uh, style. It was then right, just right. bringing back the original first real world cast, real world New York, all seven of them coming back. And the big surprise was that they're living in the same loft that they lived in in the original season it, of nineteen. It's a, it's a it's a it's a Starbucks now. Right? No. <laughs> no, but yeah, they're they're living in the original loft. It's the original seven wow. people all still around. Um, but here's what I loved about it, right? Uh, and I was talking to my wife about this like a, a few weeks ago. Like I, I've always liked reality TV, and I think for a long while I got sucked into reality TV. Um, something doesn't make me feel good about it, especially when they like over dramatize it and like Kardashians. I don't watch any of that garbage. Like um, I really don't, not that, you know, to each his own real housewife stuff. Like I don't watch any of that stuff. I watched the Kardashian stuff early on and I got like just disgusted at reality TV and I kind of stopped watching. So the only thing I watch nowadays is I do still watch the Jersey shore, but oh yeah. Cause you know, the high end, the class, (laughs) The classy reality TV show. I watched stuff. the Jersey Shore in its first. I watched it from Jersey Shore in its first go around, and of course, because I, I related as a as a Guido back in the day, it just spoke to me. The show, right? So when it came back, I was like, all right, you know what, nostalgia, and I and I I watch it, but there are weeks where it just gets a little like eh, like this past season, I, I'm like eh, every episode, all right, whatever, um, and then this trailer comes on, and it was like. Dude, like I got chills watching the trailer because now again, this is MTV that's producing the CBS, Viacom, it's all the same company. Um, Paramount. Yeah, yeah. I commented a few weeks ago to my wife about how MTV has, to me, as a 41 year old guy now, the content has just become such 
garbage now. It's so mindless and whatever. And then I see this trailer that was produced in the same style that they used to be produced. I mean, like the, the music and the cuts and the, mm -hmm. you know, everything was exactly the same. And I was like, wow, this is, wow. this is speaking to me. So, so anyway, like check out the trailer guys, if you haven't seen it yet or check out the show on Paramount plus, but um, I watched, I binged the other day, the first four episodes, which is the only thing that's up right now. They're releasing weekly uh, on Thursday. So tomorrow's the next episode. Um, man, mm -hmm. Man, uh, all the feels for so many different reasons. So the tagline, uh, so the, the article starts by saying, if you remember where you were when you got the news that Kurt Cobain died or Tupac or Biggie, then recent months have either bestowed a bounty of nostalgia on you or slapped you with a nightmarish reminder of your mortality or maybe, you know, a bit of both. Why not both? So this is just talking about, like, all well, the reboots happening and, and yada, yada, right? Um, now, the original cast, Norman... Julie, Becky, Kevin, Andre, Heather, and Eric Meese. Um, they're all back. And when you watch the opening of the show, um, it's the same thing. It's the, uh, the, the different cuts. And then this is the true story of seven former roommates, they say now, who return to their original loft to have their lives taped again to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. Um, now, for those that have watched the original season, because this brought, like, I couldn't have recalled it if you asked me a week ago, but now mm -hmm. I go, oh, my God, I remember every single episode. This was, and this is what's crazy about this, um, this was an episode that, uh, I'm sorry, this was a show at the time during that season that was talking about a lot of stuff that was happening. And because it was 1992, the light that it was painted on it was just well, so skewed. Is it H HIV? Was that the HIV season? No, that was season three. So that was Real World San okay. Francisco, which, by the way, that okay. happens to be my all-time favorite season uh, with, with uh -huh. Pedro Zamora and Puck and Corey and all of them. Um, no, this one was – so Kevin, uh, who was on the show, Kevin Powell was – coming into the show was a, an aspiring author. He was a writer, educated dude, uh, young black um, uh, activist, right? He was just an activist that was so super smart. Now, he says now, today, like, I didn't have the maturity back then to handle things uh, in, in a way that was more uh, conversational. Like, I was militant and whatever. But back uh -huh. then, it was every episode was like a racism conversation. And him having fights with right. every single roommate trying to explain to them about privilege and why what you're saying is wrong and why it's right. And wow. just getting nowhere. And by the way, like when you watched it back then, just living in that time, you were like, oh, this guy's an asshole. He's kind of like a shit stirrer. Right. You know? Right. Well, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, no. I'll... Swear jar. What's the matter with you? That's the swear jar. That's five bucks. Does that count as one jar. or two? <laughs> That's, oh, did I do two? Oh, man. I'll count it after we edit this. It was Darn the it. passion. It was the passion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no but i was gonna say i mean that's ahead of its time back then they were probably oh this guy you know so back when like uh, the, the term out and the the term al sharpton was like almost like a racial slur to be like oh wow you guys with your uh you know that kind of conversation that i remember yeah you know people from my neighbor probably would would be having uh and now that's that's very much a part of the the american fabric to have those difficult conversations which is amazing and meanwhile so so one of the other so i think everybody 
I'm trying to look at this cast. I think everybody was white except for Kevin and Heather. Um, they were the, the 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 two black cast members. So Heather Gardner, Heather B is what they were, they called her back then. She was so young. I think she was like 18 or 19 or 20, uh, aspiring mm-hmm. hip-hop artist. I think she actually had a record contract going into it. Very, like, wow. lighthearted, just, you know, wanted to... To, to enjoy the, the the process back then and party and just a, a, a nice person all around. She got into it with Kevin a bunch of times because she's just like, you're coming into this with an agenda and like just be here, enjoy it. Like almost like you're same thing. Like you're stirring the pot, you're stirring the pot. And he was just back then like pulling his hair out. Like why does nobody get this? So now you fast forward wow. to all these years later, you know, 30 years later, and they come in going like, Everything you spoke about back then was just oh. spot on, and nobody, nobody understood back then. Like nobody. What a great time to what a great time to reboot this. And I'm getting like chills even even talking about it. But it yeah, dude, that's cool. Incredible, incredible. So you guys have to check uh, to check out this show. It is first of all just a blast from the past, but really shows you how some people evolve and not so so. Um, Julie. Right, it was I think it was Julie? Yeah, Julie Gentry. Julie and Eric Nice were like the focuses on the show, right? Eric wound up becoming like a massive superstar after that. He did like the grind on MTV for years. He hosted, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hosted like every like the the road rules and uh, the the challenge and all that kind of stuff. So he's been around for years, successful dude. But they were like the focus. They were like the the good looking white young kids that were like I think they hooked up on the show and. But mm-hmm. she famously, she and Kevin famously had a fight on the show that was surround, you know, centered around racism. And you watch it today and you're like, oh, my God, she's a moron. Like, she just had no idea. Right. Now, all these years later, like, she's got, she gets it. She has a daughter who is involved in, like, so much activism. And, by the way, still lives in Alabama. Um, involved in all this activism and all these councils, wow. like, ra- race councils and, and like, mm-hmm. incredible stuff. And she gets it. Meanwhile, and, and you guys have to watch to, to really get into this, but Becky on the show, um, who also had one of these conversations back in the day, there's a massive fight Becky. in this new show. And it's around the wow. same concept of like, you just don't get it. And she's kind of like, no, no, I get it, but I get it, but like the usual argument. So I just wanted to bring that up. It, it was such a blast from the past. Um, and, and man, it's like 30 years later, we're sort of <laughs> dealing with the same yeah. stuff. And I'd like to think that we're a little more enlightened now where we can kind of <laughs> listen to it and. And, and we're not. I'm not trying to get into you know politics and yeah, 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 race and sure. stuff here at no, all. But, like, and, and, but it, it's it, you know it's a lighthearted podcast and 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 we have fun here. But this was just something where it was so interesting where I'm having fun this weekend watching this past week watching this and and catching up with these people that I haven't seen on a TV in 30 years. Yeah, and, I mean this uh, is Americana. This is this is what's this going is on. This is just what's going on. And and you you know it's cool. Like like family matters. Like. The ep- you know, dad was a police officer, and they'd have episodes exactly like Eddie. Which episode? Eddie, I, I don't remember the exact scenario, but like Eddie, we got to have a difficult conversation. Some of my partners down at the department yep. are not going to treat you nicely if they pull you over, right? Like that was like a really ahead of its time kind of conversation to be having on air. And I'm sure, again, some of the people from my hometown, where you know, they were mostly pale, pale, a pale bunch. Um, yeah. you know, probably, probably thought that that was like 
an activist statement to to have on the show. And they did no, it's just the truth. And it would be really yeah. cool to see to see Carl come back and talk, you know, um that that that's that's really, really neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it was so awesome. It was so so awesome. A pleasure to watch. I can't wait till tomorrow to see the next episode. And you know, for for the fun the fun part of it, man, the soundtrack to it is just it's it's all nineties. It's uh man, it's such a for for that was the time that I came of age, right? Like I remember 1991 is when I finished elementary school, sixth grade. I went to Greece over that summer without my parents. I went out with like this youth group. And Danny Zuko and, and the, and hey, the whole, the whole Danny lot. Zuko and the yeah, T-Birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to Greece right, that right. summer and I just came back. Like, <laughs> did you have, so you, did much- you have you a blast? Did you have you a blast, Jordan? I, I had me a blast, yeah. Um, and and I just came back so much more mature, and it was it was less about the the toys and and whatever. And it was more like mm-hmm. music and and TV and movies and whatever. And this is the time that was all happening. Ninety two. I remember it was either in finishing seventh or starting eighth grade, and um, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, you know, contracted HIV, and and the World Trade Center, the first World Trade Center bombing. Um, yeah. And, and and this stuff happening on TV and just different conversations, different, you know, even on the show you had, um, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Norman. Norman was an openly gay man on the show. And it was like, sort of, they were like pussyfooting around it, but then addressed yeah. it. And it was, you never saw that. You wow. never saw that. You never, and they talk about this in one of the episodes, like Kevin and, and Julie having a fight and like, Kevin in Julie's face, like this close, screaming at each other, and he was like, mm-hmm. "When was when before that did you ever see a black man in a white woman's face screaming, like just so mm-hmm. passionately or whatever, and it not resulting in like you know an arrest yeah. or whatever?" I laugh because it's it's true, but like, um, man, man, see, this incredible. Is, this is where we're not giving ourselves enough credit because it's funny. Some of the most legitimate and trailblazing parts of of culture happen from places that like like BuzzFeed getting like some of the most legitimate scoops of all time. Rolling Stone magazine, right? By the way, in the opening credits for Family Matters, Grandma is reading it. But fam, uh, Rolling Stone magazine you know, getting some of the biggest scoops of all time. Family Matters. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, St- St- Stephen becoming Stefan was transformative for me, George. But um, no, but but Rolling Stone, MTV, some of the best um, like journalism to come out like in in that in that era. So you know, um, and there's this quote by this this musician that I listen to. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but he says the People's Revolution is going to be a podcast, and it's like about how like you know the, the the a lot of the the biggest stuff starts in a song in like you know in in places it's not going to start from like the top down or like the quote unquote the man it's going to start with like people who care and think yeah. that it's the most interesting things to be talking about you know what i mean so it's re- it's really cool i'll have and to b- check that out by the way speaking of musician did you just to remind me were you a musician before I I don't know. Like so many times in that in in your in your talk, did I want to interrupt and be like, and then that's when this album came. You know, that's when uh, Pretty Hate Machine came out. And uh, uh, never mind. So I'm I'm trying to. It's time for Dave relives his past. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> well, that was natural. That was organic. 
<laughs> no, no, that was perfect. I can't wait to make ones about you. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm a business. No, enough man. about the no, but enough about the past. And I don't. I love these conversations, but I don't want this whole f- to be about like uh, '80s, and '90s retro throwback stuff. So let's talk about the future, George. Okay, let's talk let's about, talk the, about future. the future. I admittedly some more self-deprecating stuff from from Dave. I admittedly am what they ca- they're calling in the blogs these days. I'm a Robin Hood bro. <laughs> that means I don't know much about nothing, but I've been doing pretty well this year. That's what that means. <laughs> so um, I, I've been playing around with the stocks past past couple of years, but I got more into it like during quarantine when I wasn't spending any money. And I got into the crypto, which sounds like a drug, but it's not. I'm I'm, <laughs> I, I'm on the crypto. I'm on the crypto, George. Um, and if, if the they crypto. if they yeah, I'm on the crypto. And again. I don't know much about it. I know some stuff. Uh, you know, I was talking to my father-in-law, and I was like, "Do you do you know about like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all that?" And he goes, "What is that? The uh, what's that? The fake money? The fake money? Nah, <laughs> be careful. Yeah, that's the fake money. Be careful. Be that's careful. Not that's not real." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I haven't pulled any out yet. Is it? Uh, he makes me start doubting myself. Is it real? Is it real? <laughs> um, and it, and you know, I'm not a I'm not, I don't have like a financial type mind, but I am an intuitive guy." And I like current events, and I like trying to trying to learn about things in my own my own way. Um, so I've been messing around with Bitcoin and 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 a couple of the uh, other alt coins. And so I don't know how much you know about this, but you know it's deregulated currency, which yeah. I think is really really cool. So it's like arcade tokens, and money is like time. It's just a social construction. It's just you know it, it's really interesting to start thinking about this stuff and say, being like, well, do I need dollars? Why can't I use Chuck E. Cheese coins? Yeah. What's the difference, right? Or, or peep um, show tokens. And so, so I and I and I get I get it from that perspective. And I don't get every little detail. Like some of it's backed by, you know, petroleum, and some of it's backed by nothing and whatever. But have you heard about NFTs? No. Okay, so NFTs, and I again, I don't know much, so don't challenge me on this. Yeah, but yeah, NFTs yeah. I are definitely non, won't trust me. non- non-fungible tokens uh fungible or fungibles uh, it sounds again like maybe some mushrooms or something but non <laughs> but they're non-fungibles which is good um so a non-fungible token is a unit of data um on a digital ledger called a blockchain so a blockchain the way i think of it is like a timeline or like yeah. a long spreadsheet and it can't be edited once you can't go back so it makes things real or it makes them true. They, they're timestamped, which we both know all about, like social media. Like I posted that in 2019. It's on the blockchain, right? So not, NFTs are this new way of investing, but it's also like the new trendy way of investing in art and selling art and music and, and other things. And basically what it is, is it's like the master file and you can prove it because there's only one with like whatever the numbers that are on the blockchain. So it's considered an original, even though it's just like a screenshot. Okay. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yeah. It's we it's weird. So basically USB sticks or like emailed files, Google Drive files, whatever, are going at auction for like a million dollars. Does that make sense? No, not at all. So basically, you're you're proving that you have the original or you have the special one. And yeah, yeah, someone could have one that looks just like it, but you can prove it by looking at the blockchain, which is like the ledger, 
And so you have the one, right? Yeah. And so it's becoming this highfalutin art trading thing. So, so far, just from a quick cursory Google search, um, Snoop Dogg is releasing NFTs to be sold, maybe for uh, charity, I hope. I don't know. Okay. He doesn't need any NFT money. Um, New York Times just sold one for a half a million dollars. And maybe it's like a certain file from a news story or something that they release. So it's like yeah. the one NFT. Um, Pizza Hut started selling NFTs. Um, you, a, a UFC fighter that just won a big fight sold like maybe a picture of himself or something as an NFT. Um, indie artists. Um, <clears throat> and they're going for like anywhere from like 20 bucks, whatever, to like I could sell you an NFT, right? If I knew how, I could sell you an NFT right now and it would be there forever. And let's say my stock went up, George. Let's yeah. say I turn turn out to be like some sort of digital Picasso. Yeah, you will always have that in the blockchain, and that's the original. So, it's it's a really interesting thing to think about in the digital age. Yeah, when you don't have when you don't have hard copies of things anymore. So maybe we should have some sort of an over my dad podcast <laughs> NFT, even if we give it away, yeah. and it could just be like we could take a screenshot of the screen right now and and see what happens because yeah. <laughs> that's on the I'm then that'll be that. on the if, blockchain I mean, yeah if, then if that'll be on us, the blockchain george if it makes us nft money i'm down with that yeah no be careful with that that's the fake money don't don't get involved <laughs> in that george. <laughs> i'm gonna have to do some research on this i have for whatever reason i i don't have any positive or negative thoughts about cryptocurrency and all this kind of stuff i just Never, I, I like knowing everything about something that I'm jumping into, and I just never really had the time or I've never really cared enough to jump into that stuff. But I've been hearing a lot more lately. Now, nah, that's where we're different because I don't know about it either. That's where we're having <laughs> common. <laughs> the difference is I pulled the trigger, George. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great, man. That's cool. Keep me posted on, on how that stuff does. And if you get any interesting i'm gonna well my home my homework is gonna be to to sell or to at least acquire our nft in the blockchain and then we can decide maybe on the next episode or something what we're gonna do with it yeah all right i'm down okay with that. cool <laughs> cool all right if so anyone wants to on. buy if anyone wants to buy our our nft um just just uh email us uh info at over my dad podcast <laughs> and uh so, and we'll, we'll try to we'll try to get you something so like the nft oh so i have a good nft right now i have the first <laughs> message that's ever been left to us on our hotline right so so and i downloaded that as a as a as an mp3 file so if we blow up and become like the most famous podcast ever we could sell that message as nft for sure yeah so i get that i get that okay cool i'm gonna play okay. that too in a minute i'm gonna play that in a minute so speaking of the hotline so so i wanted to get into this so um <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big nostalgia guy and this isn't going to be so much about nostalgia as it is about just a totally different form of entertainment that we haven't looked at um in a while but do you remember are you old enough to remember like the hotline numbers that used to be out there whether they were like joke lines or or whatever joke lines yeah like so i remember the one if you wanted to dump somebody is that what you're talking about like like so i remember like calling a lot of 1-800 numbers but it was mostly like us um us like calling 1-800 mattress 
and like leaving, you know, messages yeah, no, that, yeah, and, no, they so had, that, that's prank calls. But then I remember, I remember there was actually a fake ones that you could like trick people into calling and stuff like that. Is that what you're talking about? That. And so that's one form of them. And then there were just ones that were like out there for just call it up. And it's another form of entertainment. Like I remember uh, specifically Jackie Martling, who was like a huge comedian based out of Long Island from Long Island. Um, he was always like, the, the quick dirty jokes right that was his his thing we actually saw him recently at the mm -hmm. suffolk theater like two years ago we went to go see him um but he had he had this phone number 976 wine i'll never forget it because it was always like he used to be on the howard stern show for years and whatever um 976 wine you call it up and it's just jackie telling jokes on there and then i think there was something where you could pay for more or whatever those were like those those 900 numbers but this was like you just call it and he's telling jokes it's like the joke of the day or whatever it was always different mm -hmm. content it was almost like the internet before the internet you know um yeah via, via audio so i i was on a mission when i thought of this to see if i could find um hotlines out there that that existed in any way shape or form and i was saddened because i found a bunch of numbers and most of them like don't work anymore but uh, uh. but i found a few that still worked so i want to get into these so I'm, I'm hooked up i hope uh all this audio works well so the first one is i'm not going to say what it is until after we we listen to it but i'm going to call it right now and by the way like i'm going to put all these numbers in the show notes so you guys can hit up this these numbers. Well. this is exciting this is a, i like where you're going with this george this is cool yeah so check this one out so tell me if you recognize this person. Uh, this is strange. Here we go. <gasps> this just worked. <laughs> oh. Was that a joke? No, this Was just worked. Joke? It must be, just be busy. It must oh, just be going, busy. This is going great. This is going great, George. This is going <laughs> You're like, a lot of them Here don't work anymore. But... Oh. It's going to be so worth it. Wrongful eviction, black mold. <laughs> Unwanted exposure to genitalia. What could these things have in common? A bank. What? I'm Saul Goodman. If you've been duped, swindled, or victimized by Mesa Verde Bank and Trust, you may be entitled to a large cash settlement. Leave a message after the tone, and I'll make sure you get to pick your bone. Is that the Breaking Bad guy? That's the Breaking Bad guy. That's Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad or from uh, Better are Call we leaving, Saul. Are we, leaving a, are we leaving a message right now? We could have. I hung up, but we could have. Oh, but yeah, that's so that's so a better cool. that's a Better Call Saul hotline for Saul Goodman's uh, law practice, you know, from, from Breaking Bad and from, uh, and that's obviously Bob Odenkirk on there, who, by the way, I can't wait to see his new movie that came out called uh, Nobody, it's called, coming out this week looks amazing uh but yeah that's bob odenkirk the comedian on there and yeah that that number still works which is amazing so it was always I those kind of numbers like yeah i don't even use phones anymore <laughs> <laughs> but like uh and 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 like i remember standing at pay phones at like summer camp with my friends being like yeah, yeah, yeah call this one call this one <laughs> welcome to aol movie phone yeah if you know the name of the party <laughs> yeah which that's uh, sad that but, that doesn't exist anymore so here's another one this one is this one is if you're just having a day and you want to be picked up, this is the number you call. All right, so here we go. Here we go. All right. Welcome to Caller Notes, your emergency hall and notes helpline. To hear one-on-one, -on -one, please press 1. To hear rich girl, please press 2. To hear man-eater, please press 3. 
To hear privatize, please press 4. It's Call and Oats. It's a Hall and Oats live hotline. Call and Oats. Call and Oats. Yeah, you just you call up and you hit a number for the Hall and Oats song that you want to hear. Wow, and that's how it used to work. That's how that's how you used to listen to music, Uncle George. I think so. Yeah, I think so. We have to just would, fire up the old rotary phone and pull on pull you'd pull you pull on it like a lawnmower. Hey, on, guys, I got this one. Get me some We're dimes. Call up all <laughs> Give me some dimes for the payphone. All right, are you a are you a Stranger Things fan? What about what if we did one called Prank Sinatra and it's Frank Sinatra <laughs> prank calling people? That would be <laughs> that would be dirty. All right, are you are you a Stranger I, are you a Stranger Things fan? Oh yeah, for sure. Great right. show. I I have only watched a couple of episodes, so I don't know. But you you'll probably know this better than me. So here we go. Here's another one. Hi, you have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed, okay? If this is Joyce, Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's, uh, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> And if this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, <laughs> here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one. I think we get the point. Murray that Bauman. That is really cool. I know the actor. Like, I'm picturing him in my head. I, I don't know his name, but uh, his actual name. But, yeah. Somebody I can't believe people are up. still doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe people are still doing this stuff. I mean, it's great market. That's that's fun. Yeah, I, the sky's the limit with this stuff. We should probably set something up like this. This reminds well, me of, and I know it's more serious, but this reminds me of this this podcast that I've been listening to called The Apology Line, where uh, in in the early eighties, nineties, this guy, this artist who was like a visual artist, but he set up this phone number where you can just call and kind of confess stuff, but apologize for stuff, and then they they play it back on the phone. And people would become, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what was true and what wasn't. And there was a lot of controversy whether or not people would be able to get investigated. Like he was like, "No, I'm an artist. I, I'm not giving you rights to trace this NYPD." And like people were saying that they're the son of Sam Killer and like all this crazy stuff. And, and like some of it was really funny too. Yeah, it's a really good podcast. The Apology Line. I'll check, check it out. that out. I'll check it out. So th there was a bunch more on here and I'll put them all in the show notes. Uh, I'll only play a couple of these, but um, there's a Santa one, obviously for those of you, which by the way, parents, I have Santa's real number here. We'll post it in the show notes and you your kids can awesome. call and leave them a uh, message. Uh, what's another one I found the God of war um, line. So this is actually like an Easter egg for the video game. God of war. Like if you beat the game, you get some kind of code and it's actually a phone number and you can call and it's like the creator of the game on a message. But this one here, so this is where it was getting interesting. So you mentioned this before. I was looking everywhere to find an updated number for the rejection line, the New York City rejection line. Now, I, I am oh. so 
sad to admit that I used this back in the day when I, in my late teens, early twenties, um, where I would give this number to girls when I go out, but, um, I couldn't find, I actually had this number still stored in my phone, by the way, and the two numbers for it and neither of them worked. So I was super sad. I found another rejection line and this one's newer, which is, it's, it's really cool. So listen to this one. Oh, hello there. If you're hearing this message, you've made a woman feel unsafe and or disrespected. Please learn to take no for an answer and respect women's emotional and physical autonomy. Okay, thanks. 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 Bye. Bye. So that was a good one. Um, I, I I dug and I dug. I did find a very racist Santa hotline, which I won't share. That was not a good no, one. Oh, that's horrible. But. but I found the rejectionline.com website. It still exists. And this blew my mind. So they offer the original MP3s are available for download from that rejection line. So I'll tell you what I did in a minute, Dave. But um, what blew my mind listening to, because I haven't heard this phone number in like 15 years. um, I go on the site and I click on something that says, ask Chelsea. And it says, Chelsea is no longer giving advice. You could tell it's like an old antiquated site. They, whoever had this idea, they like retired it, but they probably still pay for the hosting or whatever. And it's still there. And I look closely at the picture and it's Chelsea Peretti, the, the stand-up comedian. And she was on Brooklyn nine, nine. She played Gina. She's the one that created the she, rejection. She's huge. She's huge. She's huge. She's huge. She's huge. She created that. She that created number? the rejection line. She created wow. the rejection. Oh, good so for her. It is my mission, by the way, to contact her and get her on our show to talk about this. I am going to make this happen. But what's cool is on the website, it gives you the files and it tells you, you can't use this for commercial use. But if you want to use these files for fun, um, just be nice. Don't be mean. And you can use them. So I know we mentioned that we have a, a, a new Over My Dad podcast hotline. It's 888-749-5188. Um, what I did was, I know that you and I maybe oh. chatted about doing our own kind of dad hotline, so that's that's sort of in the yeah. works there. But I actually hosted the rejection line on our hotline as an option. What? Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to dial in right now. I'm going to dial in right now. You guys could see what this is about. So if you call up our number... You get a chance. You'll listen to this, and you get Reach a chance. Reach the Over My Dad podcast hotline. Check out the Over My Dad podcast podcast every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and everywhere where you get your podcast. Every two Wednesdays, leave us a message for a show idea, a pitch, or just venting as a dad. Press one to listen to the Dad Hotline. Press two. That doesn't exist yet. To listen to the Resurrected Rejection Hotline. Press three. Here we go. We'll see you later. Welcome to the rejection line. Unfortunately, the person who gave you this number does not want to talk to you or speak to you again. We would like to take this opportunity to officially reject you. Our certified rejection specialists are waiting to serve you in your time of need. Please listen carefully to the following options. Is this an NFT? To hear from our comfort specialist, press one. Oh my God! This is an NFT. To hear a sad poem written by a kindred spirit, press two. Press three is my favorite. If you want to cling to the unrealistic hope that a relationship is still possible, press three. Here we go. Three. 
the person who gave you this number was probably just joking around. <laughs> Later, you'll laugh about this together, lying in bed as a couple, kissing, massaging, nuzzling ever so gently as you alternately spoon and mutually. Whoa! <laughs> person who gave you this number did it on accident? Was it digit off? Try other possible combinations. Was the handwriting blurring? Aha! The person who gave you this number obviously likes you on some level, or they never would have even bothered to take the time to talk to you. Yeah, so you get the gist. I wonder if that's actually, it doesn't sound exactly like her, but I wonder if that's Chelsea Peretti that was doing that. I don't know. It sounds like it could be her. So so that's that's it. So for fun, on our hotline, you could listen to the rejection hotline. It's option it's like a time three. capsule. That yeah. is, that's got to be an NFT. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what is. I'm going to call it that. That's great. That yeah. is so cool. That's my deal, man. Wow, that is really fun. Um, I had fun putting that together. Right. Putting that together. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had fun putting this together. This is my last thing that I have pre- formally prepared for today that you don't know about. Um, so you, you said last time that you're a big Jeopardy fan, which I did not know about you. Huge. I like Jeopardy, Jeopardy. fan. I like Jeopardy. I like Jeopardy too. You do you have um I don't have a soundboard. Do you have uh like a right answer, wrong answer sound on your soundboard? Uh sure. Let's see what I got here. Uh, All right, because you're you're you, congratulations, you're gonna be uh make sure you answer in the form of a question. Oh my you're gonna gosh. be on Jeopardy right now. So here's here's right yeah, answer. Let's do it. Oh and perfect. Here's, here's wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is so serious that I meant to get a video and audio of this. My daughter, I don't know where she learned it. She's been, I didn't even know people did this to each other. She's been sad tromboning me where she's just go- going up to me and going, wham, 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 wham. Yeah, no, my, for, my kids for no, that. for, that, my, That's amazing. My kids, the, my that kids three. <laughs> my kids three. I, 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 I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> But but okay, that's perfect. All right, so uh, congratulations, you're on Jeopardy, and I wanted to I wanted to start. Okay, so the only difference between this and real Jeopardy is okay, no money. Also, the other difference is we're only going to do one topic for today because we don't have all day, and I wanted to kind of dip my toes in. Okay, um, so can we do a formal I wanted version to do of this at some point? Oh, for sure, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. I think we should set an episode aside. Okay, so. To dip our toes in, this is going to be, uh, you know, I'm talking, I'm talking your language here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one, there's one category. Um, this is over my dad podcast Jeopardy with your host, Dave Thompson. Uh, thank you so much. For, thank you so much for being on uh, over my dad podcast Jeopardy. Um, let's meet our contestants. George Andriopoulos. Hi. Uh, hi, George. How are hi. you? Hi. So excited to be here. Uh, and I understand that you have a, uh, a an interesting story about, um, well, you have a lot of interesting stories. Let's just go straight to the questions or the answers. I'm sorry. That's probably ah, a good answers. idea. The answers. All right. Um, the first category, TED Talk or <laughs> Bill and TED Talk? Oh, God. <laughs> so... Uh, the these quotes are going to be uh, either a quote from a TED, a very famous TED talk. Extra points if you can name the person or the name of the the TED talk, or 
Bill and Ted talk, as in a quote from the movie Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, or a related movie like maybe Wayne's World or something from that era. Done. Okay. Good. Ted Ted talk or Bill and Ted talk. So I would um, I would okay. answer in the form of like what that is. So if it was Wayne's World, I would say what is Wayne's World? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So um all right. So do you want to pick a subject? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there subjects? You pick. <laughs> no. Um no, uh what are my how options? much would you like to how much would you like to uh so do you want Ted Ted or Bill and Ted talk for one hundred? Oh, so those are <laughs> Yes, I will take Ted and Bill to Ted Talk for 100. Okay, please. just roll yeah. just roll with it. Just good, roll good, with good. It. yes. All right, cool. Um, and maybe I'll, I might switch up my... I'm going to try to deliver it in a very neutral tone uh-huh. so that I'm not trying to sound too academic and I'm not trying to sound too much like a dude, okay? Good. <clears throat> Be excellent to each other. What is Bill and Ted Talk? Ding, 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 Excellent. Awesome. Thank All right. You. Now we're getting now we're getting somewhere. That yeah. was an easy one. That was that was easy. really easy. Yeah. Hence, okay. Um, all right, George, you have control of the board. Uh, I'll take uh Ted Talk or Bill and Ted Talk for 200. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Um okay. Um <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay. Money is imaginary. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, <laughs> I want to say Bill and Ted Talk, but I'm going to say what is a Ted Talk? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So that was uh, Clint G. Rogers on fiscal policy, Good. an actual some sort of a, a money a money expert on Perfect. fiscal policy. Perfect. All right, cool. All right, George, it's your board. All right, uh, same category, three hundred, please. Okay, great. Uh, I'm glad you picked that one. Um, okay, the instant gratification monkey does not seem to like a guy. It does not seem like a guy you want behind the wheel. That is definitely what is a TED Talk. Final answer? Final answer. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> do you know do you know do you you know that one? That's the one with the procrastination monkey, right? Yeah, Tim Urban inside yeah, yeah, the yeah, ma- yeah. the mind of a master procrastinator. I think you yeah. showed me that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um love that one. All right, cool. All right, cool. And now I've of course like reverted into my dude voice to try to throw you <laughs> off. Um All right. 400 please. Same category. Okay. okay. Oh, um, actually, well, well, actually, folks, all champagne is French. It's named after the region. Otherwise, it's sparkling white wine. Americans, of course, don't recognize the convention, so it becomes a thing of calling all of their sparkling white wine champagne, even though by definition, they're not. What is Bill and Ted? It's it's Rob Lowe from Wayne's World trying to impress oh. Cassandra. <laughs> See, okay, so so is Wayne's World the only other option here, or are there other options coming to me? Well, we only realize. got two questions. We only got two questions left. Got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Same category, five hundred. Or actually, one. Actually, one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. <clears throat> me, me, me. I have nothing. Nada. Zip. Zilch. Zippo. Nothing smart. Nothing inspirational. 
nothing even remotely researched at all. I have absolutely nothing to say whatsoever. And yet, through my manner of speaking, I will make it sound like I do. Like what I'm saying is brilliant. And maybe, just maybe, you will find, you will feel like you've learned something. That is, uh, what is a TED Talk? And that is Will Steven, How to Sound Smart in Your TED Talk from TEDx New York City. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I, I have to say, that's one of my favorites ever. That, that's one that of my favorites, too. Genius. He was an SNL writer, I think. Yes, some he was. Sort of, uh, yeah, yes, he yeah, was. Hilarious. Yeah. And I want to, I want to thank you. I, I want to throw into that. So not bad, four out of five. I want to throw into yeah. that one how that talk was the inspiration for the newest TED talk that I gave. Which I, I don't even think I told you this whole story. Maybe we'll get into this another day. The talk is supposed to be called "How to Organize a TEDx Event and Reinvent Public Speaking." It is actually just called "How to Reinvent Public Speaking" because TED decided to shorten the talk on shorten the talk title and they did not like the use of the TEDx name in there, even though it was mm. used in Will Stevens talk. I didn't have time. I didn't have the energy to argue that one, but yeah, check that out guys. It's kind of, kind of funny, kind of dad humory. Well, my TEDx producer in 2019, <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but my TEDx producer <laughs> told me not to use the words TEDx in my TEDx. He said that that was too, obvious and on on the nose or something so i didn't um so it's funny that you not that there's any relation there necessarily yeah, but yeah. you went and tried to name your tech <laughs> yeah, that guy was a douche <laughs> awesome this this was this was a fun one all right man this has been great. Uh, I enjoy yeah. Oh, I want to do more stuff like this. Oh, I love I love the little bits we're doing. And again, um, we've mentioned this before, but I want to throw it out there again. If you are somebody who is looking to be part of a show, if you mm-hmm. want to submit bits, if you want to pitch bits, if you want to pitch characters, be a, be a whatever, be part of the show in any way, reach out to us, dadjokes at overmydadpodcast.com or call into that hotline number that I gave you before. It's going to be in the show notes. Leave us a message and we will connect or just hit us up on social media. So, uh, man, I had fun. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, dude. See you next week. All right. See you next week, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Over My Dad podcast. Catch us every Wednesday morning when we release on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and all the major podcast platforms. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Over My Dad Podcast and Twitter at Over My Dad Bod CST.